Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls, a podcast for manifestation, a podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast that equips you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this opportunity to thank the originators, the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I would like to take time to thank each and every one of you, the listeners, who continue to tune in and to lend me your ear so that I can share this beautiful information with you. I want to take time to thank the light workers and all who make the ultimate sacrifice of giving themselves for the cause of uplifting humanity and to just help humanity to evolve to a higher state. If no one else understands the work that you do, I do, and I really appreciate it. And I also want to thank the prophets, the prophets and the seers, the ones who try their best to give a forecast of things to come and they try to release information or put out information to, I don't want to say warn the people, but to inform the people of the things to come. Uh, Most of our prophets die with no honor Many of our prophets died with no honor. (laughs) And many of them pretty much become martyrs for causes that are yet to be understood. And by the time they are understood, it's 50 to 100 years later. But Times are being escalated now. So now, where it was 50 to 100, it's like 20 to 10 now, or 10 to 20. Like, we're catching on a little bit faster now, but still, it's taking a little bit too long, <laughs> you know, for the majority. And, you know, I've come to realize that the majority is never going to be able to grasp the fullness of these concepts and the things that are happening. However, what I do know is that those who are pure in heart and those who are the seekers of truth and those who believe in righteousness, meaning doing what's right for us, they will get it and they will 
advance forward and they will move forward and they will have the blueprint and the roadmap to help facilitate change. And change is inevitable. It's going to happen whether we want it to happen or not. Change is going to happen because change is going to happen. It's going to happen. So tonight, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic. It's interesting to me, and I hope that many of you will find it interesting as well. But tonight's episode is entitled, the order of operations. The order of operations. And I feel that after we take a look at the order of operations, maybe things will become more clear to most of you, to most of us, of how things work, period, literally like a period, like how things work and then place a period behind it because once you realize how things work, there's no need to be afraid of how things work. If you know how something works, then you know, you understand what's going on. You don't have to be afraid. You just do the things that's needed so that things can work in your favor. You know, this whole podcast was started, you know, helping to teach the art of manifestation, you know, just how to manifest things and showing you what the ancestors was trying to leave for us so that we would never be confused about how things work. But it's so ironic that even with all the wealth of information, all the contributions, all the blood, the sweat, the tears, everything that's been laid out before us, many of us still can't see, we can't grasp, and we can't understand what it is that's been laid out for millennia. I'm just reminded of times of old um when we would do things like we would uh play games, you know, we would do things like board games, you know, I remember those. Uh you could even say something simple as like checkers. Uh you know, I know most people don't play chess, but there are some people that do. Um just simple things, simple things like those games. And 
those games involve thinking. It involves strategy. It involves patience. And it also involves observation. Yes, observation, meaning to observe things, just to kind of like pay attention, you know. This is what, you know, I always say that that's the only thing that you have to pay with my podcast is just pay attention, you know. That's the only payment that's required, just pay attention, you know. Pay attention to the things I'm bringing up and the things that I'm bringing out. But some way along the way, we have lost basic concepts such as this, like you don't pay attention to things. And we just kind of like allow things to like move us and to just sway us like a bit in a horse's mouth. And most people don't see it. They don't see the invisible bit that's turning society. Turn society to the left. Never turn society to the right. It's always turning society to the left. Every time we try to go right, or let me say it this way, every time we try to do those things that are right, something's always swaying the populace <laughs> to go left. And we need to start understanding this. We need to start overstanding this. We need to start understanding this, that there's always something that's steering us off course. Every time humanity is close to getting to a position where we are returning back to nature and we are returning back to morality and the proper way to do things, the righteous way to do things, there's always something that's helping to persuade the people <laughs> to go left. But um, stay tuned to tonight's episode. And we're going to talk about the order of operations. Because once you understand how things operate and that there is an order to the way things operate, Hopefully you can start making the proper choice. <laughs> the choice is yours. So stay tuned. And I'm gonna take a short break and we'll be back with more Noah with more of No Pork and All Pearls. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight. We're talking about the order of operations. Now, I know most of us, the majority of us should be familiar with the order of operations uh, when it came from learning mathematics. And when you learn mathematics, you realize that the order of operations was 
what were the things that took precedence over other things in the equation? Like, for instance, if you had an equation and you had like addition, you had multiplication, and you had like exponents or something like that in the equation. Let's give it, let me give you an example. Like, say we got like three, um, three plus two times five squared. Five squared is like five with the two exponent. So when you have a situation like that, you know, you have the three plus two, two times five, and then the five is squared. Exponents would be the first thing that you do. So the five squared would be the first thing that you do. So you would multiply five by itself, which would give you 25, right? Then you have the three plus two, and then you have the, the two times the five. Well, now the two times the five became two times 25. So you would like multiply 25 by two. Right? So that would give you like what, 50? So two times 25 is 50, right? So then you got like the three plus 50. So then you would add the 3 to 50, which would give you 53. So the answer to the equation would be 53. But in that whole process, there was an order of operations to help you get to that 53. It's the same way that life works. It's the same principle within life. Things don't just happen. First thing we got to understand is there is no such thing as a coincidence. Coincidence. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Things don't just happen. Everything happens for a reason. So the first thing that I want to talk about tonight with the order of operation is cause and effect. Cause and effect. So I talked about the seven hermetic principles earlier in my own podcast, not tonight's podcast, but in my history of my podcast. That was one of the earlier lessons I was talking about, um, seven hermetic principles. And one of those seven hermetic principles is cause and effect. So when you understand that there's always a cause for every effect, the effect is the manifestation of the cause. Cause is always first, and then there's effect. There's never something that just happens just to happen. Or there's never anything 
that's a coincidence. It's never, 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 never. They say never say never, but I'm saying never. There's never, it's never an effect and then a cause, shall I say. It don't work like that. That's not how it goes. That's not the order of operations. Whenever you see an effect, you must instantly seek to understand the cause. Because if you're always dealing with the effects, you're never going to get to the root, which is the cause. You're going to always be dealing with effects. And I see that a lot in our society. Many people are always focused on things that's happening. And they say things like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why are these things happening? But they never, ever take the time to get to the cause. They never get to the cause. They always looking at effects and they always trying to stop the effects and they focused on the effects, focused on the effects. When the focus should be getting to the root cause, what is the cause? What is the cause? And, you know, I know I've talked about cause and effect before. And the reason why I even talked about cause and effect is because I just wanted people to understand this concept, this principle. There's always a principle. There's always a principle involved. Principles never change. The principles always remain the same. Now, what changes is the methods. Methods always change. There's many methods. When you, you see term method, think about many. Many methods. Always many ways. Many methods. But there's only a few principles. Principles are universal. Principles are maxims of, of law. And principles is truth. These are things that don't change. They're constant. These are the constant things. They do not change. When these principles are at work, you better believe that they're faithful to carry out what those principles dictate. And the principle we were talking about right now is cause and effect. If there's an effect, Best believe that there was a cause. So when you have individuals that just so happen to have some type of a health issue, right? They have something that's going on with them, with their health. You best to believe that there was some type of a cause that contributed to their health failing. Your health just does not fail just because, well, you know, with time, your, your health just declines and it just starts to fail. No, it don't work like that. That's not what it is. And I get tired of hearing people say things like uh, certain things run in the family or... This is just what happens with 
old age or this is what happened to a certain demographic group of people. All type of things that they attribute to bad health is all bull malarkey. Because it's a science to it. It's a science. Like your body needs certain minerals and certain nutrients to function properly. Like you have systems within your body. You have organs. You have glandatory systems. You have your skeletal system, your nervous system. You have all these different things, muscles, tissues, bones, all these things that are at work within your physical body and even things that's at work within your spiritual body. But you have systems that play within you. And there are certain things that the body needs to function properly at all times. It's like it's an ongoing equation within you. It's a constant balancing act going on within your body. And if certain things are being taken out of the equation, or certain things are being burnt up or used and they're not being replaced, then you're going to cause an imbalance. And when imbalance starts to occur within you, then you start having an imbalance within your physical self. Stuff starts going wrong, as you would call it, wrong going wrong when it's just being imbalanced it's just things are not operating properly because there's an order <laughs> to the operation of your body it's order it's certain things that has to happen within you to maintain the order of your body and if you're not doing those things and you're not following the order of operations within you for your physical health for your nutrition then you're going to get negative results from the performance of your body. It's just like if you look at your automobile, if you're not providing the proper maintenance to your automobile or conveyance or however you, locomotive, <laughs> whatever you want to refer to it as, if you're not performing the proper maintenance, if you're not filling it with the proper fuels, uh, you're not keeping oil fresh, you're not keeping your coolants in, waters, Fluids such as your transmission fluids, your power steering fluid. You know, all these different things that go within the inner workings of your 
vehicle. If you're not doing the proper things, it's not going to run properly. And even not just the fluids, but then we dealing with like your spark plugs or your ignition coils. You know, then you got your transmission and you got your engine and you got your tires, your wheel system, your brake system, brake pads and brake shoes. You know, you got so much going on within your vehicle. But these things must all be maintained so that they can function properly. Your body is the same way. Your body is your vehicle for your essence, for your true essence. And these things have to be maintained. But always understand that the vehicle don't just start working just because it decides it doesn't want to work anymore. Or just because it's, it's five years old now, so after five years, vehicles stop working. No, many of these parts are only designed to last for five years. It's like it's only, the parts are only strong enough for five years of wear and tear or whatever. That's what it is. It's not that after five years, the vehicle is no good. It's just the inner workings of that vehicle those parts or whatever need to be replaced or they need to be maintained or upheld or maintenance or serviced or whatever it is. But it's not because the vehicle has reached its max potential because it's too old. If that was the case, then a lot of these antique vehicles that you see people in car shows with, or, you know, they're riding around with sometimes, these vehicles wouldn't be able to run properly or they wouldn't be able to function if that was the truth. The truth of the matter is these things have to be maintained and they have to have the proper upkeep. And it takes a proper knowledge in doing those things. You got to know certain things so that you can provide the proper care for it. So you have to learn certain things for your body so that you can provide proper care for your body. And you need to know the order of operations of how your body works. And I really think that if we knew this, then we wouldn't be getting caught up with a lot of stuff. For instance, like we need to understand how viruses work within your body. Your body doesn't recognize corona or um, influenza or cancer or lupus or hepatitis tuberculosis sickle cell your body doesn't recognize those things but what your body does recognize is your body recognizes virus and when your body understands that there's something foreign within it that's not supposed to be there, your body is designed to attack those foreign things and get rid of it, eliminate it. Because that's how the body works. There's an order of operations to it. All this other stuff is 
it's bull malarkey. I hate to say it like that. I really do. But it's the truth. When you understand these simple concepts of how things work, you can understand the real from the fake. And, you know, people could dispute me or whatever. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's not about having medical degrees or having titles attached to your name. It's just about understanding simple, basic order of operations. Am I giving medical advice? No, I'm not. That's not my profession. That's not what I do. I'm just giving the common sense um, update. Common sense is that you need to understand how your body works. You need to understand basic concepts. Because when you understand basic concepts, then you can't be deceived so easily. I'm not saying that there's not procedures and there's not things that can be done to help enhance the body or to help the body function at a higher capacity. Because that's why you have things like going back to the vehicle concept. That's why you got like auto mechanics. Individuals who understand the inner workings of the vehicle and they know how to fix and replace certain parts that are no longer functioning properly. But my thing is, and what I'm talking about, what I'm advocating for is not waiting until the vehicle gets to the point where those parts are no longer functioning. I'm talking about providing the proper maintenance and the proper service to those parts to keep them functioning properly, to never get to the place where the the parts are not functioning properly. If you're doing those things, that will help to regenerate certain parts and to help to keep those parts functioning properly. That's automobile art within your body. You can have longevity. So, that's what I wanted to talk about when you're talking about order of operation you got to first understand cause and effect and then when you understand cause and effect which was one of the seven hermetic principles you also understand polarity you got to understand polarity because when you're dealing with polarity there is never just a right side it's a right and a left it's always two sides. It's a up and it's a down. It's a back and it's a front. You know, it's it's always two sides. So when individuals are always focused on negative things, like they're always looking at the negative things of what's happening, there's always something positive that's in the work as well. So we have to be mindful of that. We have to be mindful that we don't have to always look at the negative point of view. Like everybody's always giving you a negative narrative and about how it's doomsday and it's doom and gloom and we're hopeless and all that. It's never a situation where it's hopeless. It's only hopeless if you perceive it to be hopeless. Your assignment is to find the silver lining or the bright side in the situation. Like there is something positive from it. You have to glean from it and find it and focus on that. Focus on that and build on that. Don't focus on what's not agreeable or what's not happening. 
focus on what is agreeable and what you can build with and what you can develop in that situation to make the situation better. You don't get out of a hole by just looking at the fact that you're in a hole. You can't get out by just focusing on being in the hole. Oh, I'm in the hole. I'm in the hole. No. You focus on where the light is and how can you get to the light. Like, if you're down in the pit, you want to get out of the pit. You want to get to the light. So you focus on how can you get to the light. Don't focus on the hole. Focus on getting to the light. So we come back. We're going to continue our discussion tonight about order of operations. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back shortly. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls, and tonight we're talking about the order of operations. So the last segment, we talked about cause and effect, because for every effect, there was a cause. No coincidence. So, what I want to talk about now is I want to talk about the spiritual and the physical. I want to talk about the spiritual and the physical. When we're dealing with physical things, physical things is the plane of manifest. It's the plane of things that's manifested. But everything that was manifested has an origin in the spiritual realm or in the unseen realm. So for everything that's seen, It was a result of something that was unseen. Now, that's important to grasp that concept. And it's important to realize that because, once again, we try to (laughs) deal with things that we see on the physical realm or the physical plane. We try to deal with those things with more physical things. Like we think the answer to solve all these physical challenges or issues or whatever you would like to call them, problems. We think that you have to deal with those things by doing more things that's physical. When in fact, once again, You have to go to the root cause and the origin of why you are dealing with these physical things. Like what are the root causes of these physical things? And they can always be traced back to something spiritual. Now, (laughs) let's define spiritual. Spiritual, we're dealing with the mental we're dealing with the mind we're dealing with the mind we're dealing with how you think that's 
spiritual stuff. That's the unseen thing, your thinking. So, your thoughts are what create things. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and then the Word was God. Now, many people, they hear that, and all type of different things go through their minds, and they try to focus on all kinds of stuff, but they never ask the question, well, what was the Word? What was the Word? If in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and then the Word was God, what was the Word in the beginning? What was the Word? And the Word was thought. It's a riddle. That's a riddle. I know many people don't even recognize a riddle when you see one, but it was a riddle, and it's basically talking about your thought. Your thought. Your thought was there in the beginning. In the beginning, you thought something. And as you thought it, now you was contemplating on this thought. That's how the thought was with God, because God was contemplating on the thought. In the beginning, he had a thought, or in the beginning, there was a thought, because God is not he or she. It's not masculine and feminine. It's a combination of masculine and feminine. Um, God is it, <laughs> you know. It's it's not a he or a she. So that was a thought, and then that thought was with God because that thought was contemplated on, right? And as that thought was contemplated on, eventually that thought was manifested. So it's talking about having a thought, focusing on that thought, and manifesting that thought. That's what that whole concept was. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and then the Word was God. And it's talking about that thought made manifest. And all your thoughts are made manifest on the physical plane. You understand and you see your thoughts because your thoughts are made manifest on the physical plane. You're witnessing your thoughts in your reality every day. Some thoughts manifest faster than others because you got to take in the factor of how passionate you are about these thoughts and how much do you really, really believe in these thoughts. And you think that you deserve these thoughts. Like, you know, what what is the energy level that you have behind these thoughts? What's the feeling you have behind the thoughts? You know, I always talk about that, having a feeling with the thought. Because that's what manifests it. That's what makes it manifest faster. If you got a strong feeling with that thought, you'll manifest it much faster. Now, if you have a gradual thought that builds momentum over time and you start feeling stronger and stronger and stronger about it over time 
it takes a little bit longer to manifest, but it still manifests all the same. So that's why you have to understand spiritual and physical. The things that you're seeing in your physical reality are things that have been made manifest from your thinking, from your thoughts, or from the spiritual. Spirit is mind. Your mental. Why am I talking about this? Why have I always been talking about this? Why do I continue to talk about this? Because I'm trying to get you to grasp concepts and principles. If you can understand this principle, you'll realize that the way you change your physical reality is by changing your mentality. Change your thought process, your thought patterns. Change how you think. You know, we was talking about cause and effect in the last segment. There's always a cause for every effect. So things that are happening, it was caused by something. So now I'm telling you that things you see in your physical reality was caused by your thinking, your mentality. Or if it wasn't your mentality, it was someone else's mentality that you allowed to influence you. And you adapted that mentality and you accepted it for yourself. Now, <coughs> excuse me. I've learned recently and I've been knowing this for quite some time, but now it's just really a proven fact because of all the things that are going on in the times that we're in right now. Many of the older populace, they have a mentality where they accept things that are given to them. More specifically, let's talk about it in the medical field. We have a generation that don't, that when it comes to medical treatment and medical care, they don't ask any questions when it comes from a healthcare professional or from an individual who has some type of degree or title behind their name. They just accept it for what it is. If an individual says, you got cancer, they just accept it. Like, okay, cool, I got cancer. Not truly ever understanding what cancer is exactly how cancer works, you know, what are the principles of cancer? Like, you know, how does cancer spread or how does it generate or multiply? Like, you know, what's the cause of this? You know, what is the cause? Because when you understand the cause, I mean, of course, you're going to experience the effects because the effects dictate that, hey, there's cancer present. But if you can understand the causes, then you can start taking actions to eliminate the cause of it. Can cancer be cured? Most people that's listening should be able to tell me that it can be because the times that we're in, there's many people who've overcame cancer, who survived cancer. There are many cancer survivors. So I don't think that that should be a question today if cancer can be cured, even though they say there's no cure for cancer. 
Maybe it's the wording. Maybe it's the wording. Maybe there is no cure for cancer. But maybe cancer can be eliminated. Maybe that's the proper term that we should say. Cancer can be eliminated. Because it can be and it has been eliminated. So we have to like stop taking a lot of things for face value when people say certain things like high blood pressure runs in your family. Is it the high blood pressure that runs in the family? Or is it habits that lead to your blood pressure being high that runs in the family? Because if you continue in the same cycle and you continue in doing the same things that those before you were doing that cause certain results, if you're thinking is along the same lines and you're following that same path, then it's inevitable that you're going to reach the same destination, which is having high blood pressure. Now, I know for a fact that high blood pressure can be eliminated by changing your diet, by changing your lifestyle, eliminating stress from your life, drinking more water, proper water, the right type of water. There's lots of factors that can go into that that can help you eliminate high blood pressure. It can be eliminated. So if it can be eliminated, is it truly something that just runs in the family? I mean, come on, you have to ask certain questions. It's no need that individuals should be taking 10, 15, 20 pills a day. I mean, come on. That's not natural. It's not natural to have to take pills to survive. It's not natural. So, we're talking about spiritual and we're talking about physical. We're talking about spiritual and we're talking about physical. Anytime you see things on the physical plane of manifestation, Understand that there was a spiritual cause to that effect that you see physically. There's always a spiritual cause to the effects that you see physically. So, stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we'll be back with more of tonight's topic. The order of operations. And we're back to no pork and all pearls. And we're talking about the order of operations tonight. Last segment, we talked about the spiritual and the physical, you know, and that was building off of the fact that everything that is that is an effect had a cause to it and because there was always a cause to every effect whenever you see things physically know that there was a spiritual cause to it so now I want to talk about inner visions and outer visions 
inner visions and outer visions. And basically what I'm talking about is your perception. I want to talk about your perception because how you see a thing internally is how you're going to see it externally. How you see a thing internally is how you're going to see it externally. This is why in the first segment I was talking about looking at the bright side of a situation versus looking at the dark side of a situation. We're always focused on the darkness or being in the hole. We're stuck in the hole. We're in the bottom. If you're always looking at the bottom and you're always looking at being in the hole, you're never going to understand that there is light somewhere and that's where you need to be focusing on. You need to be focusing on the light. Focus on getting to the light. That should be your focus, getting to the light. So you can never see the light if you never choose to look at the light. If you're always looking at the dark or if you're looking at the things that can't be or the things that are not in existence, if you're always focused on what's not happening for you, you're going to always get those results. And this deals with your perception. And your perception starts with your inner vision. How do you view things internally? Many people talk about the concept with the glass half full and the glass half empty. You know, they say, they give you a glass and they be like, is this glass, what, what do you see in this glass? You know, they fill it halfway. This is a psychology thing. And they give you a glass and it's at the halfway mark. And based on the individual's individual perception, it gives an indicator of how they visualize things. If you're looking at that glass as it's half empty, you're having a mentality that you're losing. You're losing water. So that's a mentality of lack. You're running out. Time's getting short. Uh, there's not enough water that's going to last me too much longer. Versus someone who looks at that same glass as it's half full. Meaning there's more to come. And we're almost to the top. We're almost where we need to be to have a full glass. Now, that may be such a simple concept and it may be so simplistic that it just turns people off like, you know, I already know this. This is stuff that I already know. What are you talking about? Glass half empty, glass half full. Well, life is that way. Your experience in life is that way. Many people look at themselves once they reach a certain age as my life is halfway over or it's not too much longer before I'm going to be gone. I'm 50 years old now. 
I've lived half of my life. But you've already cut your life in half saying that you can only make it to 100. If you're saying you've lived half of your life because you're 50, you're only giving yourself a maximum of 100 years old. Have there been people that lived to be over 100 years old? Yes. That's scientific fact. You can pull the, you can pull the um, annals of history or you can go to the records of the past and see if there have been people who have lived to be over 100 years old. And the answer would be an astounding yes. But then people say, well, there haven't been many. Well, let's go back to cause and effect. Let's go back to cause and effect. Look at the cause of why many of these people didn't live to be over 100 or not much older than 100. And then look at the ones who have surpassed that and look at their causes of why they lived to be how old they were. And when we start talking about natural causes and we start talking about foul play and we start talking about well, individuals went to the hospital and all of a sudden they got sick or something happened. All of a sudden they just died instantly in the hospital. Is that really natural cause? Was that really a natural cause? I mean, I can't answer those questions for you because it's all about your perception. If you're thinking going to a hospital and getting some type of a treatment and then they don't survive the treatment or they caught some type of an infection by being in the hospital and they suddenly died, if you think that that's a natural cause, then I mean, I can't tell you that it's not because that's your perception. However, I know that many of the more indigenous people who follow certain dietary laws and they choose to allow the earth to provide them the things that they need for their living and they live from the inside out depending on God or the creator or depending on nature and they put their trust and their focus on nature and living things and natural things I see a resounding number of elders who obtain more years of living and living with much vitality. I mean, higher levels of living, performing great tasks with experienced ages. I'm talking about 80 years old doing things that 40-year-olds do over in this society over here in North America. I mean, if you don't travel anywhere, if you haven't been to many countries or different places that has a different way of living than how we live here in North America, then you probably wouldn't have any type of litmus test 
or any type of thing to measure it against. But when you travel and you go to other countries and the other different societies and the other different places and you start seeing that there's different ways of life and different ways of living, and when you see individuals who live, who actually live off the earth or with nature, then you start noticing a major difference, especially in different cultures. Many cultures, elders do many things that many elders here in North America are physically not able to do. And it has nothing to do with them being older. If you look at the average, I guess, fatality rates now of individuals, it's starting to decline. It's not getting older, it's declining. There are individuals that are ascending much faster now than they were 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And you have to ask the question, why? What is the cause for this? And the cause is artificial living. Artificial living is the cause. I can tell you that. When you are not living natural lives and you're not living with nature, you're going against nature. All artificial things are all things that are man-made. If you're relying on man-made things, you're not going to have a better chance of surviving than if you rely on nature's things or the natural things. And that's a fact. That's a fact. But if it's not your perception, if it's not how you visualize things internally, then it's not going to apply to you. Because if you think that only things that's outside of yourself will help you to survive, like you have to get a vaccination. You know, you, you have to get some type of a vaccine to make you strong enough so that you can fight off a virus. So you have to take something from outside of yourself and inject it inside of you so that you can survive. No. Nature has put everything inside of you that you need. You are one with this earth. You're one with this planet. If you get back in tune with the planet, if you get back in tune with nature, if you get back in tune with your environment, your environment will provide the remedy for you. Whatever is going on, your environment will provide a remedy if you're in tune with nature, if you're in tune with nature, if you are in tune with nature. Most people are not in tune with nature. So that's why most people do not get a remedy from nature because they're not in tune with nature. You know, it's factors. It's an order of operation. It's certain things that has to happen first. First things first, you got to get back in tune with nature. You get in tune with nature first, then nature will provide your remedy. If you want to defeat nature, abide by nature's laws. That's how you defeat nature. You abide by nature. So in other words, there's no defeat in nature. If you go against nature, you're not going to survive. You're not going to win. 
So you win by getting back in tune with nature. You get in tune with nature, nature will give you whatever you need to survive. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. And many people will want to dispute what I'm saying or they'll try to disregard what I'm saying because they think that I don't know what I'm saying or what I'm talking about. But the fact of the matter is, you get in tune with nature, nature will provide the remedy for you. And this is a fact. Most people that are thriving in life, this is how they thrive. Because they are in the tune, are in tune with nature. Whether they know it or don't know it. Some people just do it because they've been conditioned to just live naturally. If you live in a natural life, then things are going to happen for you. But when you're conscious of what you're doing and you're intentional about what you're doing, you can have an even much more effective life. But you have to be in tune with nature. You can't allow man-made things to stray you away from nature. That's that bit. That's that invisible, invisible bit that turns you left. Every time you're going and headed in the right direction to be lined up with nature, they drop a fear bomb on you. They try to scare you. They try to make you think that you got to be six feet away from someone to be safe. You got to cover your, your, your mouth and your nose so that, you, <laughs> so that you won't breathe in the virus or you won't spread the virus to someone else. Let me ask a question. Um, okay, so people put up like these glass uh, window things now, like they do business with like the little glass shield thing, and I guess that's supposed to stop the virus from, I guess, transporting to someone else or whatever. But, um, if you in a house. You're in your home, and your home has four walls around it. It has a ceiling, a roof, <coughs> and you breathe oxygen. Where does the oxygen come from? Where does the oxygen come from? Like, How do you breathe oxygen when you're inside of your house? How can you breathe? I mean, you still breathing that oxygen. It still can get inside of your house, even with the walls around you and the ceiling and the roof and all that. You're covered and you, you know, you are in the condensed space, but you can still breathe. Or you go in a building. Now, yeah, sometimes they have like, have like airtight rooms and all this kind of stuff. And then I guess you can't really breathe in those type of spaces like that. You know, I guess that is a situation, some type of airtight vault or something like that. But I've never been in one of those, so I can't speak on that. But I do know being in buildings, being in homes, enclosed areas, garages, storage units, all type of places, you still got oxygen in there. You can still breathe. So I don't understand how like a little plastic shield in a store or in a 
shopping mart or whatever, how that's blocking the virus is what I'm saying. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand how a dust mask is stopping uh, a virus. I don't. I don't. I, don't I, I just don't. I just don't understand. I don't have a comprehension. My comprehension level is not up to par where I can understand how a dust mask can stop you from breathing in or breathing out a virus. I I just hadn't reached that level yet. And um then another thing I don't understand how in a laboratory uh you can come up with a a um, vaccine that can help you to stop a virus that supposedly uh, many people don't understand how it's spreading and they don't understand uh, how it works clearly because everything that they're saying to do, the numbers still go up. The death tolls and the, you know, all that kind of stuff is still going up. It's, it's going up. Every day is going up. The death count's going up. So, how can they get a vaccine to eliminate it when the numbers are still rising? So, they don't even understand it. They don't even understand what this thing is and what it's doing and how it's being spread. They don't even get it. They don't, they hadn't grasped that basic concept. So, they don't know the cause. Basically, they don't know the cause. So if they don't know the cause, how can they stop the effects of it? You know, well, I mean, I digress. Because, like I said, you need to understand the order of operations. If you understand the order of operations, then you won't be deceived. You won't be tricked. People won't continue to mislead you because there's always an order of operations to everything for every effect there was a cause and most of the time any physical effects you're seeing is because of a spiritual something spiritual created it and the only way that you can determine if what you're seeing is agreeable or disagreeable, it's based on your perception, how you perceive it. What you choose to focus on. What are you choosing to focus on? What is your inner vision and your outer vision ratio? Because whatever you're seeing internally within you is how you're going to experience your reality on the outside. Your inner vision determines your out of vision. So if you're seeing things from the positive aspect of what's going on, then your reality will reflect that. And basically that's how it works. That's the order of operations. But if you're looking at things negatively, your whole reality is going to be negative. It's going to be detrimental to you because you're never going to get out 
of the darkness because if you're always focused on darkness, it's always going to be dark for you. If you want to see light, focus on the light. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week to No Pork and All Pearls. And this week, I don't have a ancestral archive. You know, I've kind of been having a um, challenging week, you know, dealing with a lot of things. So, you know, I didn't have an opportunity to get a ancestral archive this week. But I'll tell you what, next week, we're going to have two. I'll make sure we have two ancestors for next week's episode. But I really appreciate you guys for tuning in and and girls, guys and girls, or men and women, or kings and queens. We'll say it like that. Kings and queens. I appreciate all of y'all for supporting me and continuing to tune in. And join us next week for a fresh new episode of No Pork and All Pearls. But until then, I want to leave you with peace, love, and shalom. And for all the queens, I just want to say happy Mother's Day. You know, happy Mother's Day. And you deserve it. There could be no us without you. And we celebrate you. But love y'all and shalom.